Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Welcome to the weekly We Are LA Tech Remix episode. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. It's Justin Gia, the co founder and CEO of Project Unicorn. We're helping startups go viral based in Irvine, California. Yeah, because LA is just fun, right? Like young people, there's entertainment, there's culture, fashion, art. I understand, though, with the pandemic, LA was more than shut down. And it seems like LA rebooted in 24 hours out of nowhere. And so I get it. It's a lot of pent up energy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. And so I understand why almost SF and LA were like in the same and then all of a sudden LA rebooted and everybody's like, see SF, you're too expensive anyway. Right. You don't have the beach. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And so, yeah, I mean, he's having fun in SF, still like networking with people, but obviously we're having much more fun. <laughs> but um, yeah, um, we're on the same fraternity. Uh, pretty cliche, I know. Um, but yeah, we've always been interested in entrepreneurship and it just made sense. Yeah, but it's, it's been a really fun ride. I think that actually your business partner being in San Francisco, you being here and your other business partner being here too, I actually think it's good to diverse yourselves as a company because it just creates that many more connections. and Divide and conquer, yeah. right? Yeah, 100%. There's still a lot of money in SF. <laughs> right, 100%. Yeah. yeah, and you know, I can't argue with that, but um, you know, day to day, I'd rather be here. <laughs> and one year from now, where would you like Unicorn to be? Yeah, I'd like Unicorn to be the standardized platform where when you say, oh, it's free, what do you do? You can send me a link, right? You can say, this is exactly what I do. You know, I don't have to give you a little elevator pitch. I don't have to type you a little blurb. I don't show you like my launch page or whatever. You know, I'll send you a video of myself saying, this is what I do and the best version of myself, right? And so for every founder, being able to have that little home that they can go to and pull things out and say, if you're interested in knowing about this, here's a link to this, if you're interested in knowing about this, or just connect with me on Unicorn, right? Like, let's chat about that there. Like, I love Twitter, Twitter's great. I mean, I think that's where we met, but I don't think Twitter is native to entrepreneurs because there's a lot of things that we can and can't share just because of the virality of it. Virality is really important for most things, but a lot of things are a lot more sensitive and that's perfectly normal. But yeah, I think there needs to be a dedicated platform and we hope to be that. Amazing. And okay, I want to hear more about your incubator. Can we dive into sure. that a little bit? Was yeah, it yeah. part of your school? Yeah, yeah. So it's a UC Irvine Wayfinder program. Um, it's pretty prestigious. They bring in a couple companies every quarter. Um, we're super stoked to get in. It's awesome. But I think uh, 
I, you know, nothing against them, but I think I'm pretty bearish on incubators and accelerators in general, just because maybe 10, 15 years ago, uh, personal connections are very important, you know, introducing people to within your community. But really, depending on where that community is, there's a huge differentiation between an incubator in Stanford versus an incubator in like Wyoming, right? You know, no hate on Wyoming, but that's just the nature of it, right? Like the population density is different. The kind of scale of expertise and talent and resources are different. And so they're not all the same, right? And the internet is a lot more democratizing than one director that knows a Rolodex of people, right? Hey, my name is Haley Hamer. I am a product owner at Healthcare Finance Direct, a healthcare fintech crossover startup in Bakersfield. And I'm so lucky, absolutely lucky that that happened to me because my life would be so different now if he wouldn't have taken the time and the effort and the initiative to pull me aside and say, hey, you can do this. Yeah. And I want to get into like what your work life is today. But before that, throughout your journey being in tech, what is a huge obstacle you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. Obstacles is probably what we were talking about. I can dive into it a little bit more. I think that I've always assumed the worst in my abilities and I've always thought the worst and my brain always likes to go to the worst scenario. So I can give a pretty good example. So a while back, I remember something went wrong with maybe like an analysis project I was doing or something like that. Nothing big or groundbreaking, but you know, something happened that I felt upset and I felt the need to apologize to my coworkers and be like, Hey, I'm sorry. I let you down. I'm sorry. I didn't hit this deadline or whatever it was. And then I think, what was it like? Maybe a couple weeks later, I ended up getting a call and getting an offer to take a new role in my company as a product owner. And I remember talking to my mom because my mom is one of my biggest cheerleaders. And she's like, Haley, you're like a broken record. Time and time again, you tell me you don't think you're good enough. You don't think that you're built for this line of work. You don't think that you deserve to be where you're at. And then time and time again, something comes along to show you, hey, you're doing a good job. And I was like, ah, woman, you're right. And so it's just this constant battle with myself of staying humble, but also not letting that drag me down from my own potential from saying, okay, yeah, I'm not the best, but I'm absolutely also not the worst. You know, I'm doing a great job. I'm, I'm growing, I'm learning. I have a lot to offer. I have a unique perspective to offer and all those things. And so, yeah, it's just, it's been a daily battle to wake up in the morning and say, Hey, I I know I have a long way to go, but look how far I've come. I don't need to focus on, Oh, I'm lacking here in X, Y, Z, but I've also improved in ABC. You know, so it's an interesting one. It's it's a deep, it's a deep one, but it's good. (laughs) I think the journey to believe in ourselves, at least in our culture, it's a tough one and it ebbs and flows. And we have moments where we feel really strong. And then we have moments where we question our self-worth, at least speaking for myself. I have moments I feel really strong. And then I have moments where I question my self-worth. And I notice there's a lot of people that share that, especially in this digital age, where we get presented such Photoshop perfection all the time. We're always wondering like, am I matching up? Am I leveling up to to what's out there, even though what's out there is completely manufactured and not real? (laughs) Yep. Nope. You're so right. It's like, I don't, my arm don't do that. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So walk us through your day to day now working in healthcare. What does that look like? And what really sparks a fire for you about your day to day work life right now? 
Yeah. So a lot of what I do as a product owner, I mean, the textbook definition of a product owner is to maximize value. Very broad, of course, right? You got to keep it broad so that it's easy to, you know, morph a position into something meaningful. But I think that one of the biggest parts of what I do is kind of being a bridge. I am constantly, you know, making sure that there's proper communication between different departments and where I work. Hi, I'm Yoshimura. I lead growth and community at Together Casa, which is a community housing startup at Ampersand, which is a product studio for the creator economy, and at Crescendo Studio, which is an event studio. One of the co-organizers for LA Tech Week. I'm based in Melrose. I think essentially our mission was to bring people together in LA, um, especially within kind of the LA tech scene. Um, we didn't kind of specifically target Gen Z, but I guess also the fact that we are Gen Z, um, I'm 19, Kyle's 22, Michelle's 22. Yeah, it resonated with a lot of Gen Z people within LA. Um, and so that I think that that was a huge contributing factor, the fact that we are Gen Z and we are kind of also connected within Gen Z communities definitely helped a lot with, with kind of um, bringing a lot of that Gen Z community and those Gen Z people um, into LA Tech Week itself as well. But yeah, super, super excited like as well for, for Gen Z and also for Gen Z to connect with, with other generations and, and learn from and collaborate with um, other generations as well. So Totally. As far as I understand it, you three are planning on producing more events. Is that true? Or I'm just hearing, hearing hearsay, so I'm getting it from you. Are you going to be doing more events or what's to come of the LA Tech Week organizers? LA Tech, I don't even know what to call it. Several LA Tech Weeks? Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So we actually we actually um, have created an event studio from this called Crescendo. And so Crescendo focuses on um, just bringing people together. And, and um, that's that's been our whole emphasis, our whole mission with LA Tech Week and, and other events that we've thrown as well. Um, we essentially just, just want to bring people, especially with certain values and interests together. LA Tech Week is definitely, like like I said before, just, just the start of it. And we're, we're working on a bunch of other kind of event series is drops, um, et cetera, to, to just essentially bring people together. And um, yeah, I know, super excited for that. You will definitely be the first to, to know about it. Um, and yeah, we, we just literally had a sync today um, and, and lots of stuff in the works, so super excited. I think the energy that the three of you brought to the city, especially after such an extensive down period, was extremely exciting. And I just think it's so cool. And another thing that I think is so cool is this Together Casa. Can you talk about Together? I mean, you, you're involved in two startups. So tell us a little bit about both of them. And then let's talk about Together first, because I'm a little bit biased because I had a conversation with the founder, Tom. And he's just such a rare human that's going to save the world. So like, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah. What are both of the startups and then what is your role in both? Yeah. Yeah. I love Tom too, obviously. Um, working together with him is, is amazing. But yeah, um, together together essentially um, brings people together in, in physical spaces, meaning that it's basically a co-living startup, um, community housing startup um, focused on getting people together with shared interests and values in, in these physical spaces. So um, if you think of hacker houses, um, or if you think of creator houses, if you think of Hype House for X interest, um, we basically help build those and we have a software and platform and tool to, 
to help house organizers and empower house organizers to create these experiences. The second uh, started by Work4 is called Ampersand, and we're basically a product studio for the creator economy. So we build tools, software, products to empower creators to basically become better businesses. So we focus on more indie creators as well, but we just want to help them monetize um, better and, and diversify kind of their, their means of engaging with their audiences, but also um, their streams of income, etc. So yeah, super, super excited. Um, I, I do co- growth and community stuff for both. Um, and so, like I said before, I'm just like a huge people person in terms of understanding the intersection of like the people and psychology and, and technology. So. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.